Before we dive in, I wanna let you know about this amazing guide I've put together for you called Be Your Own Boss, the step-by-step guide to nailing down your niche, creating your first offer, and launching your dream business. If you're a new entrepreneur or you've been thinking about starting your business but you're not quite sure where to start or maybe you're not getting the clients you want, this guide is for you. Head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020 or you can just look below this episode and click the link in there. All right, on to the show. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for today's episode. It is all about five mistakes that entrepreneurs make. I see these all the time entrepreneurs that are just starting out as well as seasoned entrepreneurs. It happens to the best of us. And listen, I am no angel. This has definitely happened to me as well. You know, I only talk about the things that I have experienced firsthand, and this is no different. But these mistakes can really hold you back. And like, I know you're not about that, right? Like you want to be moving forward all the time. And why shouldn't you? Like, you have a message to get out there. You have people to help. And making these mistakes, it's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you from helping people. It's keeping you from making the money you want to make or living the life you want to live. And it's time we put a stop to that, right? I mean, it's time. So let's dive straight in and just head right on through to these five mistakes that I see most entrepreneurs making. I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and I want to help you launch, grow, and scale your business so you can have that freedom-filled life you desire. I left my 9-to-5 six years ago to do exactly this, and within the first year, replaced my 9-to-5 income, then doubled it, and have been growing non-stop. Since then, I've been able to grow my business while traveling the world, road tripping across the country, speaking on stages, you name it. I have built a life that allows me to do what I love and do it all on my own terms. And that is exactly what I want to teach you. Launching, scaling, impact, creativity, brainstorming, we talk about it all on the story behind the journey and we do it with the raw honesty that's going to help you not just dream about building your business, but actually get inspired to do it. So grab your favorite dessert and get ready to dive into all things business. This is the Story Behind the Journey podcast. Okay, now get excited because if any of these resonate with you, then I want you to actually be excited. I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to get down on yourself. I want you to actually feel excited because if one of these or a couple of these resonate with you, that's great news. It means that you've identified what's holding you back. And when you've identified it, you can start to fix it. So that is amazing. That is something to celebrate. I know, a little bit of a different twist on it, right? But I, I want you to realize that we all fall into these traps. So listen, no shame here. Okay, diving straight in, the first mistake is comparisonitis. Now this is a hot topic. I know this is a word you've probably heard a lot. You probably think that word sounds kind of funny, and it does. But what this means in a nutshell is that you are comparing yourself to everybody else and it is keeping you stuck. Stop doing that. Stop paying attention to everyone else. This is your life. This is what you are creating for yourself, your family, the people you care about. This is all about you and how you want to live and show up and serve and has nothing to do with anybody else. And my strength in my early days was that I was not paying attention to anybody else. And I didn't know that was a strength at the time. I just literally didn't know any better. Like I didn't know anybody in business. I didn't know you could follow people that knew what they were talking about. Like I didn't know any of that. And while in some ways 
that could have been seen as a hindrance in that I didn't know what I didn't know. In a lot of ways, just starting out, I actually think that was kind of a blessing because I had nothing to compare myself to in those very, very early days. And so I just did whatever I thought was best and I figured it out as I went. Later, as I started paying attention to everyone, you know, I got stuck because I was just comparing myself to everyone else. I was trying to measure up and I would just freak out if I felt like I wasn't doing exactly the right thing. So while I'm by no means saying you shouldn't have a mentor, I absolutely think you should have mentors. You should find inspiration in people that are where you want to be. I do think there is a balance between finding that inspiration, maybe using them as a bit of a case study, but at the end of the day, you cannot get lost in what everybody else is doing. And I really think it's best to have like two to three mentors and otherwise you run the risk of just having too much noise so that you end up actually drowning out your own voice, your own intuition. And like I said, that was my strength in the early days is that I only had myself to listen to. And so I would have an idea and because I didn't know any better, I would just try it out. And if it didn't work, I would bounce back and I would try something else. And if it did, then great, I would keep doing it. And that is really a strength. So again, number one, comparisonitis, stop comparing yourself to everybody else. This is your life. So stop trying to create somebody else's. The second mistake is stalling. Holy moly, this one rings true for me, like more than you know. So I remember this moment in college when we had an assignment to watch a couple movies and I think we were supposed to write a report on it or something. And these were movies that I was wholly uninterested in. They were these gritty black and white war movies. And while I was sure that from a film perspective, they were probably very important, 21 year old me just like didn't care. I wasn't into gritty black and white war movies and I didn't want to be bothered with it. And so I put off getting these movies from the school's library until the last possible minute. And when I couldn't put it off any longer, I sort of like dragged my feet in, greeted the librarians, and just like slowly proceeded over to the shelf where they were to try to find the videos. And mind you, I knew exactly where they were. And still, I remember staring blankly at the shelf of all these DVDs, just sort of pretending that I didn't know where they were. Like, I really did not want to watch these movies. And so I was basically willing myself to think that they weren't there because if they weren't there then I couldn't check them out of the library I couldn't watch them and it wouldn't be my fault right procrastination often shows up when we know exactly what we need to do but we're scared so we start to invent reasons that it's not time or we're not ready or it won't work reasons that are not our fault but sort of let us off the hook. Now, sometimes this also shows up as research. This is like for sure my preferred form of procrastination is research because I love research. I naturally gravitate towards it. But what I realized is that at a certain point, research actually just becomes another form of procrastination, just like planning, just like preparing. Because at the end of the day, you know when you've done the research, like you know when you're ready. And so at some point, that research, that planning, that preparation, it all just becomes something else to hide behind. And so this is one of the most common mistakes that I see entrepreneurs running into. I know it's scary. I know sometimes you don't know exactly what to do, but I would refer back to the first point 
where sometimes it's better to not know what to do because it means you can just get out there and test new ideas, see what works, and hey, listen, if it works, great. If it doesn't, it's no big deal. It's not a personal failure. You're just experimenting. I mean, think back to when you were a kid, right? Like, you would just try new things, things that probably didn't even make any sense to try, and yet you would do them because it was fun, because you were curious, because you were learning. And like, there was no shame in that. You never, as a kid, were like, oh man, like, I must really suck because... I don't know, I, I couldn't do that thing right, or I couldn't get those Hot Wheels to do what they were supposed to do, or, you know, Barbie's house doesn't quite look like it's supposed to. Like, you didn't think those things as a kid. You just thought, oh, that that's kind of funny. That didn't work out, whatever. And then you just moved on to the next thing. So I want you to try to really get back to that and embrace that because stalling is, it's such a hindrance to your career. And if you can just learn to just move forward, recognize procrastination when it's sneaking up, your business is going to grow so much faster and you are going to be so much happier. The third mistake I see entrepreneurs making is that you think you need all the best tools. When I first started my business, I did it with nothing. I didn't have a website. I didn't have social media. I didn't even have a rate card. I literally just started taking clients, having them PayPal me money or, you know, sometimes even send me a check, which by the way, I do not recommend, but again, I did not know any better in those days. And I was really just making it up as I went. Like even my rates, like I said, I didn't have a rate card. Somebody would just be like, oh, what do you charge? And I would just, you know, say whatever number. There was no system at all. And yet I got it up and running because of that. And I honestly think that is the best way that I could have done it. And then, of course, somewhere along the way, I decided that I needed to get really professional. And this isn't wrong. Like, you obviously have to, at some point, have all of these things in place. But what was wrong was the way that I went about it. Instead of just getting something up and running and not worrying about having it perfect, I felt like if I'm going to do this, it has to be perfect. It's just an all or nothing thing, which is so opposite from what I started. But, you know, it starts to get in your head. And I felt like I had to have the best. And one example of this is my website. I had heard somewhere along the way that WordPress was the best, most robust, like it was the best website you could have. And truthfully, I, I still kind of think this is true. I think if you know what you're doing with WordPress, if you are say a designer, it is an incredibly powerful platform. But I'm not a designer. You might be a designer, but you might not be a designer either. And so, even though WordPress gave me such a headache, it was such a nightmare to set up, and by the way, did not look like I wanted it to, I thought because I'd heard it was the best that I had to have it. Never mind that I wasted weeks trying to get this website up and running, that for years I would have nothing but problems on the back end because I didn't really understand what I was doing. Like, I just felt like it's the best, so I have to figure it out. And I honestly feel like, and this is a whole other thing, like there was almost a piece of me that felt like because it was driving me so nuts that there was some kind of honor and glory in that. Like, oh, well, this is just part of being an entrepreneur. Like, you know, the tech stuff, it's a struggle, but like I'm an entrepreneur, so it's okay that I'm like struggling. Meanwhile, I could have just set up a Squarespace website in no time, which is what I ended up doing last year when I launched a new website and just moved on with my life. You know, it didn't have to be such a struggle and it didn't have to be the best. This is just one example, of course, but I wasted so much time on these tools that I didn't actually need because somewhere along the way, I got it in my head that, you know, I wasn't serious unless. And maybe you felt that too, that you're not serious unless you have the best website 
or you have a certain number of followers. You have the perfect logo. I see so many people posting in Facebook groups with like five different logo designs or podcast covers going, you know, which one's the best, which one's the best? And it's like, I get it. I, I've probably done the same thing, but I can look as an outsider and go, you just got to choose something and you just got to get started. And again, refer back to the last few points here about procrastination. I really, truly believe you have everything you need already. So don't get stuck here now. The fourth mistake that I see people making is that you're afraid to bomb. Now, this is one of my favorite examples. And if you have been here since the beginning, you might have heard me say this story in, I think, episode one. But my favorite example of this is from the show The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I adore. And there is this scene where Midge, who is the main character, she's this comedian, and she's just sort of stumbled into this life of being a comedian. And she didn't even know it was anything she wanted, but now she's like kind of curious about it. She wants to pursue it. She wants to see if she can be a comedian. She's all these people that are hilarious on the stage. They get up there. They're so natural. They know what they're doing. And she's like, I want to be that. And she has her manager, Susie, who is pretty much just taking her through what she needs to do in order to be a comedian. And so one of the things they're doing is Susie is taking Midge to all these comedy clubs so that she can learn the different ways that she can perform. You know, she's basically in research mode here. And at the end of the night, you know, after Midge has been taking down all these notes, like she's been in full research mode, she asks Susie, this is great, this has been so much fun, like when can we do this again? And Susie turns to her and she says, you know, I'm glad that you want to learn, but like we're not doing this again. You, if you want to be a comedian, the only way to get up there is to get up there and be a comedian. Midge just has this sort of blank look on her face, like she's not ready, you know, she's not ready to get up on that stage, she doesn't feel prepared enough. She, she doesn't want to mess up. And I love this example because I think so many of us can relate. You know, we love the idea of it. We love maybe researching it, thinking up all the things that are possible. But we get kind of scared to do the thing. We get afraid of what people will think that will mess up, that we won't be that good. And so we stay in research mode for too long because we're afraid to suck. And I hate to break it to you, you're going to suck. I sucked. Your favorite people sucked. Like any mentor you have, look back at their old videos, podcasts, blog posts. They're, they're terrible. I guarantee it. But you know what? They started. And that's the thing you have to keep in mind is that, yeah, it's going to be kind of a mess getting there. Like you are new at this, so you're not going to be perfect at it right away, but you'll get better. You'll get better as you learn and try. You know, I look back at the first interviews I did when I started my music blog, the one that would lead to my PR company, and they're not great. You know, I'm nervous. I just, it's a mess. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be here talking to you now. And, you know, I think even about like my first PR campaigns with my first clients, you know, my first clients, I got them results, but were they the best results? Were they the results that somebody 10 years in could have gotten them? No, of course not. But why would they be? Like I was brand new. I was just starting out. It would be completely unreasonable to expect myself at a year, two years, three years in to have the same level of knowledge and expertise that someone 10 years in has. So just keep that in mind. Be kind to yourself and know that, yeah, you're going to mess up, but we all do it and you're going to be great. Like you are going to be great. You've just got to start and get through that messy middle. And by the way, it's going to make for a great story someday. 
It's going to. I mean, look at like, I'm telling this story on the podcast today and it's nothing. It's like, it's just a story in my long line of stories along my life and business. And one day that's what it's going to be for you too. It's going to be the thing that helps you relate better to your clients and your students and the people you work with. It's it's what's going to help, you know, make you even more human and relatable. Like, are these stories that we go through? But you got to do the thing in order to have the stories to tell. Now, the fifth and final mistake that I see is staying stagnant. It is so easy to get into our routines and, you know, get swept away in the day-to-day that we forget to really evolve. But if you want to stay relevant, if you want to grow your business, if you don't want to stay in the same income bracket at the same level forever, you have to be willing to reevaluate what you do and how you do it and adapt. An example for me is that my PR company, when I first started, Spotify was not the thing that it is now. You know, nobody was talking about getting on playlists. Now, every single client I have is dying to get on a playlist. And even though that's not necessarily the thing that's going to move the needle the most in their career, and I can see that and I can tell them that, undeniably, people want it, they want to pay for it. And so it would be foolish of me not to incorporate it into our strategy since it does align with what we do and it is clearly something that they want. If I just refuse to do it, even though my clients, the people I want to work with are asking for it, that would be very silly, right? It would be silly to just stay stuck. And so I can't stress this enough that you do have to be willing to change. And it doesn't mean changing your services. I don't mean like change what you do all the time if you're happy doing it. I just mean you have to be willing to try new things. So maybe it's you try marketing in a new way or you try uh, a different way that you show up or you try a different content strategy or you try uh, your message in a different medium. Like maybe instead of blogs, you try podcasts. Instead of podcasts, you try YouTube. Like it just means trying new things to see what's sticking, what's resonating and always, always, always following that curiosity. There are so many things in my business from my services that I offer to my coaching to my membership site that I never would have had and that my clients never would have had if I hadn't just followed that curiosity, if I hadn't been willing to expand and try new things. And so I just want to really emphasize that, that this is a good thing. You want to experiment. You want to play like you want to have fun in your business because remember, you started this business to live a better life, so don't forget to actually do that. As a quick recap, the five mistakes that I see entrepreneurs making are number one, comparisonitis, comparing themselves to others. Number two, stalling. Number three, thinking you need all the best tools. Number four, being afraid to bomb. And number five, staying stagnant. That is a wrap for today. If you know of a friend who you think might be a little bit stuck in their business, I would be so grateful if you shared this episode with them. And I hope you loved it as much as I loved recording it for you. Until next time, I will talk to you very soon. And thank you for listening to another episode of the story behind the journey. It has made my day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.